What up? What up? What up? What up? We are now beginning Faux Profits Podcast. This is another episode of Clean Breaks. Congratulations to the Scottish, to the Scotsman, Josh Taylor, for a successful campaign and win over Jose Ramirez at 140 pounds for the undisputed championship of the world. So salute to him. I give him all the credit. He came out there. He did everything that we said that we knew that was going to. Let me ask you a question before I even go further. Does that even like, how do you even feel? Like, cause I know when I, when I know I'm on my shit, I just be like, okay, you did it. Now what? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's just like, it played out the way we, we expected it to play. Yeah. I think for him, um, just looking at, listening to what he says, looking at his energy. I think he's looking forward to, the big fights. Uh, I saw a um, a clip. I think <laughs> it was uh, Ellie Segback who said uh, did an interview with <clears throat> with Bob Aaron, and Bob said he he already has another fight lined up. Uh, he has a commitment with another. I'm, I'm pretty. I think a UK fighter or something like that. James Petrill or something like that. Yeah, it, yeah, that guy, that guy. Um, so he's got to fulfill that obligation. And that's going to be, he said, uh, I think Bob mentioned uh, Glasgow. It's probably probably going to be not that he's unified, undisputed world champion, 140 pounds. I think he's the second Scottish fighter to ever do that. So um, it looks like Kim, he's going to get a home going. Yeah, yeah he's going to get a fight. Like fight. First, I think. Yeah, that, that's accurate. Yep. So he's he's going to get um, get a home fight. So that looks like that's his next fight. It won't be Crawford. So... Really, the biggest question out of all of this is who Crawford's gonna fight. Oh no! I'm gonna keep going there. I'm oh, gonna keep no. going there, bro. I'm, oh, I'm gonna no. keep going there. I'm gonna keep going there. I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why this is all like peep game on this. Bud ain't fighting to September. He's gonna face the winner of Ramirez and Taylor. So why would you say Bud gonna fight the winner of Ramirez and Taylor in September if you knew he already he already had? an obligation to fight somebody else, most likely in Scotland or somewhere over the UK, you knew that was his next fight regardless. Yeah, because <laughs> James Cottrell had already, I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, Cottrell, however, I'm, mm-hmm. apologize, apologies for that. However, the dude stepped aside so this fight could happen. Exactly. Exactly. So he's not going to step aside again, especially not with a title shot. No. Right? For all the belts. So he's taking this fight. And, and the only way I step aside fight. is if you pay me well. Yeah, I mean, if I'm him at this point, I'm not stepping aside because if Taylor takes another fight somewhere, um, it, it couldn't be a fight at 140. The only way I step aside is if he went to go, if he can retain all the belts and he would move up to another division, maybe like 147 and fall bud, I, I might step aside for that and take a nice payday. Because then if he comes back to 140, then he's got to come to me next. And that way I get a chance to get the belts if I'm this Cottrell guy, whatever but, his name is. So but, yeah. but we both know that if he goes to 147, he's not coming back down. It, 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 exactly. Which is why Cottrell ain't taking no step aside money. He takes yeah. the fight. Yeah. Too um, much to gain. Too much yeah, to gain. Absolutely. And yeah. And you get the look, right? You get to get you get to be seen. Uh, you're going to get the exposure. Yeah. Yeah, because you got the unified junior welterweight champion of the world. It don't matter. He could, he could be like Canelo. He could fight tomato cans. People are going to go cover that fight. Oh, yes, you know, sir. I mean, that, that, that actually is like a Canelo fight. They just follow it. doesn't matter who he fights. They're going to, you know, they're going to follow it. And it works out because now, I guess, uh, 
Flop Tank gets to make some money uh, in the event that they actually make the James Cottrell fight. Yeah, but here's the problem, though, bro. Who Bud fight? Bud is their number one fighter, not Fury. Well, it won't even be Taylor. They, 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 he, can, he can promote Norman checking on these guys, but the guy with the best numbers, the data, the guy with the best numbers signed the top rank is Bud Crawford. So who is Bud Crawford going to fight? Well, we may know he's their not only their best fighter, but their biggest uh, cash cow in, the, in a sense. Yeah, the biggest draw. He's kind of like the forgotten guy, like nobody's paying attention to him. And because you're in a position where your promoter or owner doesn't want to put up the type of funds it takes to get you a big fight, you know, you're kind of like the guy that like everybody's just looking past. I don't see it's almost like he's just becoming, you know, invalid at this point. I, I don't even know what to say anymore, man. Like, this shit is yeah. it's sad. It's disappointing. It's disappointing. Yeah, I hate to say that he's irrelevant. He's not irrelevant. He's not, but he's getting there. He's a, he's getting there. He He's just not. He's not top of mind when it comes to making stuff happen. But he's top of mind when it comes to stuff not happening. Um, it's so interesting that the two guys that people waffle back and forth on the pound for pound list being the top are him and Canelo. And <laughs> to me, they're both making kind of, you know, horrible choices and not taking, you know, big fights with, with the best choices. competition. Preferred yeah, choices. I mean, horrible yeah. too, but you know, you know how that goes, you know, we're going to walk you along. Yeah. We're gonna walk but to me, along. to me, this is uh and where's Porter, man? I mean, to me, if you bud, you, you kind of got to you got to fight Porter now. I mean, Porter or, or, or you know, he could do not at Spence is going to try to go for Pacquiao. Well, he's going to have you sign with Pacquiao. Now, Bud can go try to snatch a belt and take and get Ugas. Now, is that a big fight? No, but he can say I got two belts and you got two. Same thing with Ramirez and Taylor just did and say two belts to two belts. I don't think it's going to help him in the negotiation because. If Spence does big numbers and beats Pacquiao, I, I you know I don't care if Crawford can have three belts and Spence just one, it, it, it won't matter. So if the, if the Pacquiao fight, well, the Pacquiao fight is signed from what we understand. Yeah. So Errol says, see you in July, whatever it is. See you, see you at the fight. So he right goes in there and he does a spectacular job against Errol, I mean, against Manny Pacquiao. Errol does a spectacular job against Manny Pacquiao. Who would care? Who would care? Like, there's no way you're going to get this big percentage of a fight. How? You say there's no way anybody would care if if, if Errol beat Pacquiao? No, no, no. After he beats, and especially he does it in in spectacular fashion, like he puts Pacquiao away and sends him on his, you know, on his uh yeah. on his tour on out of here at the game, like mm-hmm. at that point people would just look at Bud like, look, you just gotta take what <laughs> whatever's left because you haven't done anything. Well, here, here's two things: Ugas can probably fit the top rank budget. Let's keep it real. Sean Porter is gonna be more expensive. Um, he can say again, it's almost like the Canelo joint, right? 20, 30 years from now, people aren't gonna think about the details of this like we are. Ooh, I was I was also I was not only was I undisputed at Junior Welterweight, but I was unified at minimum. I was unified at Welterweight. So does it excite us, Tim versus Ugas? No, but I mean, from an accolade standpoint and from a stay busy fight 
at least a credible dude somewhat who is not over the hill or who's not completely beaten down past their prime, he would get some credit for taking on Ugas. Um, I think that's who they're going to try to get, but, you know, it's chestnut checkers, and I think PBC is going to be like, not so fast, my friend, not so fast. It's just sad to me, man. Like, I, 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 I'm I, a person who loves the skill set of uh, Bud Crawford. I think he's a great fighter. I really do. I think he takes chances. He's a dog in the ring. Uh, he's he's cut from that cloth of uh, take uh, give nothing, give nothing, you know what I mean, or give it all at the same time. But it's just sad to see that he's in a situation where there is nothing in front of him where you can say, this is a good look for you. And your promoter is basically making sure that there it he's not doing a job of making sure that there is something in front of you. It seems like his whole purpose right now was to make the Wilder Fury fight. And he's been happy ever since then. Anyway, yeah. moving away from that. Um, yeah. These guys fought last night, Taylor and Ramirez. So yeah. here's part of my thing about it. Around seven or eighth round, Josh started going forward instead of backwards, instead of uh, lateral movement. And Jose, I mean, yeah, Jose Ramirez did nothing. Did you pay attention to that? Like around seven or eighth round. Yeah, I think Jose had trouble with uh, Taylor's movement for sure the whole night. His foot foot movement, lateral, coming in and out. Um, Taylor was doing a beautiful job catching him when he was coming on the way in. And I think think Jose was tentative. Um, What I noticed, the reason why Jose, the biggest issue Jose had the whole fight was he didn't use his jab. You got a three-inch arm arm length advantage. You 72 inch, the other guy 69. And it's weird. I think it was about the fifth or sixth round. You saw Jose popping that jab out. He would just hit Taylor constantly in the face. Taylor was taking it, maybe trying to get him, lure him in, set him in. But he was popping that jab. And I'm like, man, if he just jabbed his way in to get to the to get to where he wants to get to to the body, he could have done, he could have made that fight um a lot tougher. For Taylor and I think he he actually probably could have even had a chance to win that fight had he used his jab. Yeah, but like you were saying, he it was like three jabs in a row he he threw, and I think all three connected or two out of the three connected. And I was yeah. like, wow, yeah. why not just yeah. continue to do that? Like throw them off. Exactly. We yeah. Taylor was Taylor was too experienced for me, and he was too daring. Like he was daring to to be great in that fight. He. He saw what Ramirez was, and he didn't let him get get to the position that he wanted to. Like he used all the tricks in the book that he knew to take advantage of the situation, and he prevailed in it. Man, I, I think it was a very good job by Josh Taylor. I I salute him for it. I, I, I salute the Scottish uh, the Scotsman for that. It was an excellent, not excellent. It was a really good performance. Uh, that eighth, eight, seven, eight or ninth round when he had Taylor uh, Ramirez kind of like thinking about what he was doing. And Josh was so close to him that he could like almost breathe on him. And he wouldn't throw punches. I was like, man, he he done took his heart from him, man. Yeah. He, did, he yeah, took he, it. He, he, he was hurt. Um, those those knockdowns were, 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 took something out of him. Uh, you know, that pull counter he did for that first knockdown, he didn't see that punch coming. Um, he kind of had his head turned, maybe anticipated, but he still didn't see it. And he got caught, right, clipped right on the chin. And then obviously on that break, when he got caught with that uppercut, um, he didn't see that punch coming either. And that, that did a lot of damage because when he fell backwards, his head snapped backwards and the back of his head hit the canvas. 
It looked like um, he saw both of them. He just couldn't get out the way of that shit. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it looked it looked weird, man. It looked like he didn't see them. He just didn't. He didn't react well to them. The other thing is, uh, I give Taylor a lot of credit, but you know, what was going on in in, in Ramirez's corner with, with Robert Garcia? Um, there was no, there were no adjustments None. made. Um, where was where was Robert Garcia saying, "All right, man, use your jab, jab your way in," because he was predictable. It was coming in, coming in, earmuffs on, high guard, and then just trying to whale hooks to the body. Yeah. And Taylor was able to either keep the distance coming in and out, or he was coming in and smothering Ramirez's power and his ability to get extension and really get to the body. Um, and I also think, I think Ramirez was shocked at how good of an inside fighter Taylor. Yes. Like Taylor was. He was yes. a lot craft, craftier, uh, sneakier, grimier actually than Jose. And, and, and it's not that Jose doesn't have a will or the skill or the griminess to do it. He just didn't make the proper adjustments. Oh, I'm really shocked that Robert Garcia didn't see that. Uh, Cause on the outside, all, all he had to do was just jab. Like literally the jab upstairs and the jab to the body changes the entire fight against that, Taylor. If he does that, that and the feints. And I don't, yeah. maybe I, I could be wrong. I don't know, but it didn't look like, Jo- uh, Jose was cutting off the ring. It looked like he was following him around at times. Yeah, I didn't see that's what that's we had trouble with the movement. I could tell, and Taylor did a good job um, with the movement. Um, it's almost again, I don't want to compare him to him, but it's the effect, same similar effect that Pacquiao has. You'll see him bouncing, bouncing. You wait, you don't manage going to come in, but but Manny tricks people because you think he's going to hop in and he'll slide laterally and find an angle. Taylor wasn't bouncing and, and, and it's like a jumping being like Manny. But what he was doing, he was coming clean. He was coming in and out really, really well. He knew Jose was looking for those body shots, so he kept popping that uppercut. And he was, he was setting him up for a lot, of, a lot of counter shots. And so Jose got gunshot. But here's the thing, though. Because you're throwing power punches. Use the jab. Use the jab to get your way in that occupies a guy like Taylor. He didn't use the jab. He didn't move the jab. To me, the jab, I mean, again, people think Errol is basic, but this, this, that one punch right there is what makes Errol Spence what he is. He never abandons the jab. You, you're, halfway you do, you're halfway home. You're halfway home if you got a jab. He, he, he never abandons the jab. Even if you got a slick fighter, guys quicker than Errol, guy can do all these things. He never abandons the jab. And, you know, Jose abandoned the jab and his corner didn't, didn't press that on him to use the jab and jab his way to get to the inside and he, he got out slicked he got out fought he got out boxed man i mean a hell of a performance by josh hell of a performance like he is like he used a lot of skills in his toolbox to make sure that that fight went it went his way uh the the roughing him up like like you said being grimy like getting a jose frustrated you know showing that you're not just you're not the, just a tall fighter i'm a tall mm-hmm. fighter you're not just an aggressive fighter but I'm a grind. I know how to fight dirty too. I know how to get on, on the inside. Yeah. And I know how to frustrate you. He used everything yeah. to his advantage. He was even talking to him. And then you could hear the ref yeah. telling him, hey, 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 stop all the talking and everything. Like it, it, he yeah. did, he used a lot of the tools in his in his box to make sure that he got the win. And there were no adjustments yeah. that I saw made to counter any of this stuff, man. No, and I also think they thought Taylor was soft. I don't think they thought Taylor was as gutsy and gritty, gritty as he is. They didn't do their research. And, and I, I'm, I'm really shocked 
uh, that that Rob Robert Garcia didn't have uh, Jose prepared uh, to understand that you're not just gonna well a couple of body shots and that guy's gonna crumble. You know, you're gonna have to break that guy down and beat him. And so um, Jose wasn't able to do it. He he didn't use the jab. Uh, he he was very predictable coming on the inside. He got caught with a lot of a lot of unnecessary shots. Um, Hey, but Jose, a true champion, you know, there was the fight. Some of those rounds were very close. He put forth a lot of effort. He just really couldn't string any punches together. And uh, back to the movement, I noticed what Taylor would do is he would get cornered. And then what he would do is he, he always constantly had Jose worried about those counter shots. Uh, and, and Jose was afraid to come in there and get it. And also Jose always, he's always left the side door open. He, he never cut him off. Like you said, he followed him into the corner, but he didn't cut the corner off. So he wasn't able to get Taylor where he wanted him. And I, I think that was a, a, another huge uh, tactical mistake uh, that I'm shocked that they weren't, you know, they knew they wanted to get to the inside and punish him. I'm shocked that they didn't practice on cutting the ring off. I'm just, I'm really shocked. Like we said, uh, pre-fight, right? The day before. Jose Ramirez has problems with boxers. Yeah, and Southpaws. Yes. <laughs> Fact, facts plus text. Shout out to Ike P. He has problems with those guys. So when it started going the way it was going, I was like, oh, shit. This is where he has to come. He has to make the ultimate sacrifice and say, all right, I know what this is. I've seen this too many fucking times before. This guy's a little bit better than those guys, and I need to step it up. I don't know what was going on in that corner, like you were saying. It, it just seemed like they were okay with what he was doing. And they were like, well, at some point, we will break him down. We're going to break him down. We're going to break him yeah. down. And if you see the guy continuously moving, and, and like I said, you got to cut the ring off. Like, that's something that I thought would have been practiced over and over and over yeah. again. I thought that's something that would have been yeah. worked on, where you make yeah. sure that this guy can't leave the corner without taking three, four, five shots. Even if it just hits his yeah. arm, his elbows, or his forearms, yeah. or his bicep, yeah. it, he just gets hit. And you didn't see any of that. No adjustments no. made. Now, what you heard was Robert Garcia say, fight for your people, you know, be a Mexican. And it's like, that's not advice that's going to help anybody. Yeah, we no. know he's Mexican. He knows he's Mexican. Yeah. But, you know, the other guy is, is a man, too, and he's in there to fight, and he's in there prepared for war. And, he, and you got a guy in there that's prepared to go out on his shield. It don't matter if you Mexican, Scottish, Black, no matter where you're from. It's a, it's you and the other guy in that ring, and you gotta you gotta bring it. Because at that point, he already knows I'm fighting for the Scottish. I'm fighting. I'm yeah. fighting for my people too. I gotta go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I that's gotta what he go home. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got some legacy. Uh, I mean, he just secured his legacy too. So, uh, yeah, I'm really shocked uh, that, that they didn't uh, they didn't do that. And uh, you know, I mean, he's got some good sparring partners. They got some good guys in that camp. That's a really good gym. I'm just shocked that uh, that they weren't that they were ill prepared in, in those areas. The jab, and, and and I know the thing with Robert Garcia. I noticed a lot of his fighters when they fight southpaws. Same thing with Mikey when Mikey fought Errol. But it's different with Errol because Errol was a bigger guy, had to reach. Even though even if you got short arms, you still got to jab your way in to get on the inside. And that's what Mikey wanted to be. But they don't. They abandon the jab against southpaws. All his fighters never use a jab against southpaws. One thing I'm shocked that Robert Garcia didn't didn't notice is. Usually the orthodox jab is not as effective against the southpaw, even though you still need to use it. The difference is Taylor doesn't fight like a, a, an Errol Spence. He, his hands were very low. He was there to be hit with the jab. And when Jose threw it, he hit him, he hit him with it. 
Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm really shocked that his fighters don't pick up those little nuances, use a jab when the guy has his hand down because the jab is your front arm. It's, it's the cloak, closest in a straight line to, to the guy. The guy's got his hands down. You got to flash something up there. Um, there were no, there wasn't and, a lot of right leads coming from him too. No, like I didn't see any right well, leads. Well, he, there's no, the reason why there was no right leads is because Taylor's left was quicker than Ramirez's right. That's true. He, he, he couldn't deal with the speed. He couldn't true. deal with the speed and he true. was getting countered. And, and that's why the jab was more important than the straight right hand. Because a right hand comes from a further distance, it's not as quick. He needed to use that jab to occupy Taylor to allow time to deliver that right hand, and he never did it. Correct, but you can faint the right hand or you can set the right hand up like it's the power sure. punch, and it comes, you come back with the hook or you come back with the jab. And he, these are yeah. all things that I didn't a fundamental. see. Fundamental. Yeah. These are things that we know, like, yeah. okay, yeah. I need to, I yeah. need to, I need to close the space and cover the distance. I need to do these yep. things. The other thing he never did is he never brought that left hook upstairs. I didn't see him throw a left hook the entire fight. If you're an orthodox fighter and you fight in the southpaw, one of the best punches you can throw besides throwing a straight right hand is the left hook. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if you catch it at the right angle when he's trying to step around, yes. when he's trying to vacate the corner, you could have caught him to the head or the body. And especially with a guy that has his lead hand low. Yeah. Taylor fights, you know, he his right lead hand was low. That left hook would have, you know, either he would have had to, you know, parry it or move, or either he'd have to put his bring his right hand up, which then would lead give you the body. You could faint upstairs and go down low. It, it was just so many things I saw that Ramirez could have done that he didn't. Yeah. And I, I know he had problems with the speed, the footwork, all this and that, but he didn't even try. So to me, that just says that. Um, they didn't have a good game plan. They just thought they were going to be able to go in there and, and, and bum rush Taylor. They thought they were going to be able to crack Taylor. It, and fold. it reminded me of the Mikey Garcia, Errol Spence fight. You know, once he got in trouble, he didn't do anything to kind of change the outcome unless yeah. Errol let him do it. Like, all right, why don't you come come, come forward a little, let everybody see you get your little G off. You know what I'm saying? Do what you well, want to do. Well, with Errol, I think he just had no chance. He was just outmatched in He was, but there, were, there was a couple There was a couple instances where Errol was like, all right, you can come forward and throw your little, you know, one, two, three punches and everything, but yeah. I'm going to go back to the center of the ring and I'm going to teach your ass a lesson all over again. So, yeah. Um, yeah. again, congratulations to Josh Taylor, man. First uh, or second Scottish fighter to be undisputed in the history of the sport at 140. Uh, this is this is beautiful, man. So what do you think Jose Ramirez goes from here? Because I don't think he wants to stay at uh, 140 either. I think Jose stays at 140. You think he stays at 140? Where, where's he going to go 147? There's not a lot of um, – he's not going to fight Virgil Ortiz, who's a stable mate. He's uh, – Virgil Ortiz is at 147. Um Mikey Garcia is not coming down to 140. Mikey Garcia is at 147. He's going to pick certain fights or whatever. I, I don't see Jose would love to get to 147, but he's being blocked. The other thing is, who does he fight? I mean, you just you were just you were just unified junior welterweight champion. You just fought for undisputed. Yeah, you lost. Um, score I know who I would like to see him fight. But at 140, who would you like to see him fight? I, know I would like, who to, see I would like to see him fight at 147. Boots. Uh, 147. At well, yeah, that, that, we, we, we both know that. <laughs> uh, Robert Garcia can pump Virgil up with all that nonsense, all he wants to. He knows whoever out of his campus at 147, including Mikey, including Virgil, including Jose, would all be food for boots. 
And Jose, he those guys, Jose Ramirez, yeah. don't you go ahead and take that fight at 147. No, he's he's not <laughs> taking that fight. Jose is almost Jose Ramirez is almost up on his career, like uh, in the sense of Josecito Lopez. You know, they want either title shots or they want bigger paydays, right? You know, the, the whole let me grind my way through it, you know, give these guys credit. They've grinded, they want opportunity, they want a title opportunity, yeah, or, or they or they want a big money fight. So obviously he can't get the title fight, I mean, a guy, if I was him, I would try to target maybe a Keith Thurman or, 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 or a nice rugged fight would be him and a Sean Porter. Um, no, you know, uh, no. If he ain't going to yeah. fight, if he ain't going to fight boots, you ain't going against that machine. No, that's a buzzsaw. True. It's just that he's a smaller buzzsaw. And I think, uh, again, he can make the mistake. I think Porter has the advantages, mm-hmm. but I think again, Jose knows Porter likes to fight on the end. I mean, Porter likes to fight on the inside, even though uh, Sean has switched it up a little bit, a lot, a lot of movement, this and that. The movement will really, you know, uh, uh, bother him. But, I mean, I'm saying it's a possible fight. Uh, he's not going anywhere near boots. Keith Thurman would be a guy, because Keith Thurman, we know, can't take it to the body, can't take a lot of punishment. Um, he's there to be hit. Um, he's tentative. So uh, Yeah, but don't, don't, I, you know, don't, don't doubt Keith, because remember now, he's, I, more, he's more of a... Uh... A counter puncher at times too. Like he likes to throw yeah, yeah. very accurate, hard shots. And from what no, I saw, does. from what I saw against Josh Taylor, if you hit him, hit him right, he'll back off. And that's just what Keith will love. That's just what Keith oh, yeah. will love. I, I I agree. I still would like to see that fight out of all the welterweights. I think that's 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 a a matchup that can go for But either way it goes, I think he's staying at one forty. Um. I think he got, has a, um, a a back to the basics fight after this fight, an easier fight, something that somebody's going to be favored over. Um, it's not a whole lot of comp at 140. And other than that, it's just a matter of, you know, one of these guys with a name that's down to 135 want to come up to 140 and face him. You Do know? you think uh, I, a guy like Regis Progray would try to get that fight against Jose Ramirez? I, I think a guy like Regis would definitely try to get that fight. The problem is Regis is not with PBC, right? So again, you had this whole PBC top rank issue. Uh, ha- again, has PBC and, and, and Regis and is not before, with yeah. PBC, or he is? No, Regis. Regis is with PBC. Regis oh, is, okay. is with PBC. Okay. To me, um, again, you, I, I, I see this fight building. I, I got Regis fighting Tank. I think Regis and Tank fight after after Tank fights Barrios, and probably Regis picks up and fights somebody. Um, I think those two are more headed on the collision course, and that's obviously an easier fight to make because they're both with PBC. I, I just don't I don't see Al and PBC doing Bob any favors. Because nah. giving them, because they got a bunch of 140 pounders over there, giving them Regis or anybody else. Um, I mean, probably the only guy PBC will offer up is Hooker, but he already knocked out Hooker and beat Hooker. So, yeah. You know, Hooker, Hooker is the PBC food. They just send Hooker out. You know, and I think Hooker's going to more so come in and settle down and get a, a better fight where he's going to have an advantage and, and probably settle in as a gatekeeper or a guy who maybe tests certain prospects if he wants to keep, you know, getting paydays. Um, but no, I think I think Jose stays at 140 and we'll wait and see what happens. Uh, I even heard Robert Garcia afterwards saying, you know, he was asked, is he going to move to 147? Robert said he doesn't struggle with the weight. He makes 140 easily still. So, you, you know, you can pretty much tell what's up with that. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, salute to uh, Jose Ramirez, man. Uh, yeah. I, I was expecting more of a more of a fight, but you know, sometimes certain guys just have your number, and, and that night, yeah. 
uh, Josh Taylor had your shit dialed in and was calling that motherfucker the whole fight, whole fight. So yeah, yeah. Styles uh, make fights. This, yeah. this is why people say that Styles yeah. make fights. Yeah, and and this was genuinely one one of those. You know, genuinely yeah. one one of those. Um, again, just to just reiterate, I really thought that he would have done more by cutting off the ring, and he didn't. He didn't do that. So. Uh, maybe I have to go back and watch it again. Maybe I got it wrong, but it just didn't look like he was. It looked like he was. No, nah, 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 you, you didn't get it wrong. We just okay. went over it. No jab, no cutting off the yeah. ring, yeah. following him, you know, um, no left hook, you know, just, yeah. And then he just had to fight, you know, like you said, he had to fight beat out of him. Once he got knocked down and got caught, he just had to fight beat out of him. Yeah. Anytime I see a guy walk forward and he's in your wheelhouse, or you're in his and you don't throw any punches that lets me know that uh you you you've been you, he's taking a fight out of you and he can pr- pretty much just do what he wants at that point uh if that had been a more dangerous fighter like a Jerome Bruce Ennis or a Crawford or someone like that they probably would have had to they probably would have tried to uh knock his head off at that point yeah definitely for sure without a doubt yeah, because you're, yeah, you, you're definitely not going to see a lot of guys uh, know that they have the advantage at that point and then not step on the gas. Um, yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right. Who else can we uh, talk about on this uh, part of the podcast? Because I didn't see the other. Oh, salute to Kenneth uh, Sims. Everybody. Yeah. He, he took out yeah, a pro- he yeah. took out Gonzalez, who was a uh, supposed to be a top prospect. Yeah, I think yeah, no, Elvis, Elvis Rodriguez. That was a top prospect. Out. Yes, he's a top, yeah, top prospect, prospect uh, that's trained by uh, Freddie Roach, and uh, he, he he took it to him. Elvis needs to get a right hand. <laughs> he's all about that big that big straight left, and he needs to get a jab. He really needs to work on his offhand. He needs to work on his right hand. His right hand is uh, way behind. It's all uh, he's gonna. To yeah. anybody listening, it's always good to have a deep toolbox. You want to have a plethora of weapons, a myriad of weapons that you can choose from when your strongest uh, punch isn't there for you. You, you, you need right. to have just basic boxing. You need to be able to counter punch. There's just things you should be good at, and you just can't just be great at throwing a right hand or a left hand. There are things that you should also include in your toolbox. We all know Miguel Cotto for having a great left hook to the body and to the head, but his right hand was always suspect. You know, like mm-hmm. he, did, he didn't do much with the right hand. Even when he did, like you would go, oh, okay, well, he caught the guy because the guy didn't expect it at the time, but we all knew him for just having that left hook and a good jab, mainly because yeah. he was actually a southpaw who was uh, converted yeah. to a, an orthodox fighter. But uh, guys I mean, like- the guy, we could say that really about his Deontay Wilder. I mean, right? Ooh-wee. Just that straight right hand. You look, you look, you look at Malik training him, and what do you see mostly? Work on that left hand. You yeah. see the jab. You see the hooks upstairs. You see the hooks to the body. You see him fainting more. Yes. You're seeing him adding other things to his repertoire uh, for two reasons, and, and and you know fighters should know this, and you know this. You can tell them better is that two things. You you have to develop your entire skill set um, because it's going to only enhance your strong suit. Right, it's only going to help you deliver your 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 your, your strong suit, your favorite punch. The other thing is, if you're fighting against a, a really a good fighter, what if they take your best thing away? What if they take something away? Now, what are you going to fall back on? You know, it's like anything in sports. You know, it, you know, if they take away your right hand, you got to be able to go left. 
you know, so it's the same, it's the same thought process. And uh, hopefully, you know, uh, the bronze bomber can get that together with Malik and camp and get some work on that left hand and give Fury something else to think about because, you know, that, that changes the complexion of the fight. Countdown, pimp. Yeah. Countdown. Can't wait for that one. Oh, that's you July, Fury, right? Fury, yeah, that's July. Fury talking big shit. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Man, he talk. He full of confidence. He talking. He's really talking. You know, hanging out with Shaq in and Vegas. Mainstream, out with all mainstream media, you are doing a very good job of acting like none of that shit ever happened. Yeah, they are. See what I'm saying? Yeah. You're doing yeah. a very good job of acting like none of that stuff ever happened and sweeping it under, sweeping it under the rug. Good job, but we know better. We know better. We watching, we looking, we see it all. So uh, I, I, I wish the best for Deontay Wilder. Um, it, I said this years ago. I said if someone fights him, pushing him back or making him go lateral, he's done because he doesn't yeah. fight lateral. He doesn't fight going back. The, the, even the simplest of the basic skills, even counter punching and things like that, you just didn't see it. You just didn't see it. And I always said that. And it's not to say that I'm gloating or anything or, or boasting or bragging about the, the situation he's in, but just to know that like, you got to have more than a right hand or a left hand. You have to have this very deep toolbox because again, like we just said it over and over again, what happens if you don't have it that night? What happens if you hurt your right hand that night? Yeah, exactly. That happens a lot in fights. Guys hurt the hand, uh, you know, and if you, again, like I said, if you're fighting, if you're fighting a above average fighter, even though he's a cheater and a fraud, in my opinion, Tyson Fury can still box his ass off. He's still a Absolutely. very good boxer, Absolutely. which is why, which is why it's even more of a disappointment that he felt the need to cheat. Dude, you got the skills, just you 6'9", 280 pounds, 270 pounds, just box. I mean, what, what other advantages do you need? I've been going back so. looking at tape lately, and there are some fights where he was worried when a judge, when one of the refs would grab his glove and check the yeah. glove and he, you could see his, oh, face, yeah. in his in his face that he was kind of worried about that stuff. I've been paying attention yeah. to it. Not, and I never did because I, I was like, man, this dude can really box. Like he's a really good boxer. Yeah. The only thing really I kept saying, boxer, yeah. yeah, I just kept saying, what's wrong with his fucking gloves all the time, you know? And yeah. then I went back and one of the refs was saying, he's like, Hey, I think he had, he, he took, they had them take the gloves off in one fight and they had to put a new glove mm-hmm. on because he said there was something wrong with the glove. But Ultimately, you lost your you, you lost your license for, uh, with the BBBFC um, in the UK. So you can't fight there no more. It's not just you tearing up the license. You can't fight there no more. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's why that's why I understand what they say with him and Joshua. Where, where were they going to fight? That's why they wanted to fight Dubai. In, uh, in Dubai. Dubai because they can't fight in the UK. That's the crazy part. Like people was like, oh, you would make more money. No, you won't. How would you make more money there no. than you would in the UK at a, uh, at Wembley Stadium with 93,000 sales out easily? So I'm sure it, they, would, it, they would get up to 100,000. In your country, in your time zone, we could put it all on Sky TV, right? It could all be right there for everybody to see. They would make hella money. Um, and it's, it's crazy that, you know, again, he's a fighter from the UK. He's called Vegas his home now. But again, he has more BS from the mainstream media. Why did nobody ever say, damn, that would be a big fight back home for you? Well, why can't he fight at home? Nobody, nobody talks about that. Things that make you go, hmm, right? Things yeah. that make you go, hmm. Like, they get, they get on there and they let him talk all this big shit and everything. And that's cool. You know, you won, but you didn't want, you didn't win the right, right way. But you know that's the biggest thing. Uh, Tim and Andre was awfully quiet. No, no, no. They weren't quiet. They took him off. Remember, it was just Tessator, yeah, yeah. Kriegel, and Fury. Yeah. They took them off the set. Right, right, right. They took them off set because remember, he crashed the set. He crashed 
on on the earlier side. Yes. And he said, what's up to him? And they looked at him. And I think, look, yeah, you know, they, they carried the company water, but I think they know what it is. And I noticed when he came, they weren't sucking his nuts like Tessa Torno and the, and the other and the other cat. They weren't yeah. doing that. And then yeah. when he came back, obviously they cleared the set. I think they know what it is. And I think I think deep down inside, they're like, man, I hope Deontay knocked this motherfucker out. I, I bet really you they think are. I bet they, you they're thinking are. that. Yeah. So I mean, because you know, these those guys are both professional boxers. They know he they know he fucking cheated. They know he cheated. They're not dummies. The doctor himself said there is no way that Tyson Fury could have hit that man with that glove and dented it inside of his head. Now, you can cause yeah. brain damage. Yes, of course, during the course of the fight. Yeah. But to dent that man's head in like that? No. Yeah. And then the way the shape of the of his head was. Oh, yeah. You like know, an object. Look, like, it looks like an object. Yeah. Like a rounded, weighted object. Yes. You know? Something similar to like a horseshoe to me, in my opinion. Yeah. It looked like yeah. he was I, I, was thinking, with. I was thinking almost like a, like a damn, like a brass knuckle. That too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so. It's, it's, I it's, think that's why I think I think that's why he was trying to cover like this. I think he had it around. See, people talking about his fist. The thing was floppy. I think he had it around his wrist, and that's why he was slapping on the could side. Have, could I have think been. that's what he did. Could have. I, look, I don't know. Yeah. But it's it's awfully it's awfully uncanny and suspicious that the the, the way it all went down, and, and yeah. they don't mention it. They love to call somebody the motherfucking champ, but you know they they don't question anything that happened for him to 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 get that. But I, I I want the bronze bomber to make sure that he has greased the wheels. You know, he's worked on all these things that we know he needs to work on because yeah. this this next fight, you know, it, this is like you said, it's retribution. You've got to let this motherfucker know who he's playing with. Um, yeah. I, I don't like I don't like the fact that certain people, individuals work very hard to get to a certain place in life and then others are allowed to just be able to cheat. And get yeah. away with it. The same thing with uh, Cotto, Cotto and Margarito. You know, yep. his whole career yep. should be an asterisk because we don't know how many times that man was using loaded gloves. We don't. Yeah. He marked yeah. up uh, Cotto's face very, very badly. Um, yep. Bleeding from the outside of the lip, from the inside of the lip. Like, it was just crazy to see that. And during the fight, yeah. I was like, yo, something is wrong. Like, he, he's cutting up crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because Margarito cheated. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, so, I, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about it because you would think if if someone is in his corner, they're watching you wrap the gloves. Apparently, there's a, a way to distract you or something, and these guys not seeing it. And he uses he was he was using plaster Paris. So it's yeah. it sucks, man. And I'm glad that Cotto got his retribu- uh, his retribution for it. But I'm even oh, yeah. more happy. I'm even more happy that when Shane Mosley fought him, he told him, I don't give a fuck what he got in his gloves. Tell him to come to the ring. Yeah. And Shane Mosley beat the brakes off that man. I was so happy when I saw that. Him and Pacquiao. I enjoy watching Pacquiao beat the brakes off of him, too. Pacquiao gave him a beating. Pacquiao did it first, right? I think so, yeah. Pacquiao did it first. He had that eye flopping around. Shit looked like it was growing his own... uh, Growing his own city on the side of his face, man. But uh, and, and what's so funny is everybody kept saying, "Oh, Floyd Duncan, Margarito, Floyd." Floyd was smart because Floyd know who Floyd knows who's cheating. Absolutely, Floyd. Floyd hears it all. Floyd hears. He it knows all, who's man. cheating. Absolutely, man. Um, yeah, this whole cheating thing, man. That's why they, they definitely need need a, uh, a was it a labor union or an actual governing body 
and in a, in yeah. a labor union to help these guys out because the sport is so fucking dirty, man. You can lose your life at any fight. There are guys who are fighting for $500, $200, and they're going home. Some of these guys are going home beat up, you know, with yeah. concussions and contusions, and, you know, they don't have much to depend on. So it, it, a lot That's needs true. to change, man, and, and I hope yeah. it does very, very soon. I hope all these guys, like, I don't understand what's taking them so long. This sport is like 250, 260 years old. Like, what's taking them so long? It's money there, though. Like, all they got to do yeah, is throw but, it all yeah, together but, in yeah, the pot. Yeah, 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 but they want it fixed. You know, they want it fixed. Sad you situation, know. man, for a sport that I love so much, man. Yeah, it is. But somebody always, you know, trying to figure out a way to cut a corner and cheat, man. That's just what it is. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. So next week we got uh Devin Haney versus Jorge Linares. Yeah, I got Devin Haney by decision. I have Devin Haney by decision as well. I think that Linares will come out and try to show him a couple things um, and try to win a couple rounds and try to show Devin what he's dealing with. I feel like he may try to push Devin back at some point, but I think the overall boxing acumen of a guy like uh, Devin Haney, even though he's young, he is, he's to me, he's just a pure boxer. And I think he will just overcome he's, he's young. He's talented. He's, he's ferocious at the same time. He's not like the hardest punch, but I think he'll, he'll come into this fight he- uh, healthy. And I think that he'll show some things that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. I think what we're going to find out from Devin is two things, uh, how gritty he is. Cause Lenars is going to make this a gritty, maybe even sometimes dirty fight mm. to 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 because he's gonna need to slow Devin Haney down. He doesn't have the athleticism or quickness to stay with Haney. So we've got to slow him down. So I think you know he, he, I think you're gonna see some low blows. I think you're gonna see some rapid punches. I think you're gonna see some some rough ta- some rough house tactics. Uh, I think Lenore's Lenore's is gonna throw the kitchen sink at him and we have to see if Devin can you know deal with all of that and keep his cool and, and stay on top of his game and execute. The second thing that they want to find out from Devin is, uh, is as he develops his power, right? And, and delivering his power because if Linares gets the hint that you can't hurt him, you know, he, if, he's at the point in his career where he's got to go for broke. Like if he, if he, if he loses this fight, you know, Linares is kind of like getting into, you know, gatekeeper territory. Yeah. If, if, if he loses this fight. So, um, and when you gatekeeper, it's not a it, they're no more big paydays. So um, unless you get some really really unique prospect that comes up that's got a bunch of money behind them, so I wouldn't wait around, you know, hoping on that one. So I think uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna try to come for it, and I think Deb is going to be prepared. And at some point, Deb is going to have to fight in the pocket. He's going to stand and deliver, and he's going to have to figure out how to hurt Lenars to get that respect. Yeah. From what I saw, uh, it looks like that's that's part of the stuff that he's been working on. And I'm oh, very yeah, happy. Yeah. Uh, the thing about Linares was that he said right before the fight with Loma that Loma had never fought nobody like him and everything. But every fighter says that. And when I heard him say that thing, say, say those same type of things about Devin, I was just like, well... You're saying that, but, the, you know, we all know that that's just that's just good for talking on, on TV. Um, Dev is in the gym with a lot of different guys. Like, he, he's yeah. in there with Ma- Mike McCallum, Mickey Bay. Salute to Mickey Bay and Mike McCallum. He's in there with, like, all these top guys. He sparred with Shakur Stevenson. 
He spoiled He's been in Mayweather right gym, dog. He been in Mayweather gym. He done did doghouse, man. Ain't nothing Lamar's gonna bring that he ain't seen. So what I'm happened? Not even like, what yeah. haven't he seen? Like, I don't get that part when when fighters say that sometimes. Um, I, I could see if he saw like if you were like this big puncher or something like that. That's the only thing that he I don't think that he's been in front of. But I, I feel like Dev will figure out a way to neutralize that as well. But as far as yeah, Lenaris, I, yeah. I, I expect him to dig deep in his toolbox just to show Dev what he what he has. I just think that the ultimate boxer and competitor and in, in, in Dev will will get him where he wants to go. I think he's gonna make the same mistake that Jose Ramirez made. I think he's he's coming into this thinking I'm the stronger, bigger guy, and I can bully this guy and have my way. And I think he's gonna make that mistake, and I think he's gonna get clipped. And it's just a matter of will Dev plant those feet and and, and sit down on a punch to t- hurt him, you know, or is he gonna be up on his toes and, and just you know pot shot him and pick him off and, and coast? If he's going to do that way, I, I mean, I, I personally want to see him plant those feet, sit down on a punch uh, and, and, and turn it over and, and do some serious damage. Because Lenaris is definitely there to be hit. He's going to come and he's going to come at Dev. He's not, you know, he's not an elusive fighter. And I think Dev is going to have to, uh, have to earn, his, earn his respect, man. Yeah, I think I think the speed of uh, Dev will, will show the hand speed. I think the, the, the hand speed oh, yeah. and foot speed will will will. Oh, yeah. will will be a very big plus because I, at times when I watch Dev and he knows that he has that, he smiles at you like, yeah, you, you, you don't even know what's about to happen. So, uh, yeah. and for, for and what true. I understand, he, he fought Gamboa with one arm because the right, the right hand was, uh, the right shoulder was messed up. So if that is true, um, then he will be a, a more complete fighter this fight. Uh, I, I like Linares. I think this Me is too. a good fight. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I expect it to be more of a chess match than anything, but I think at some point Dev will uh, figure it out. He'll figure him out. Yeah, I, I think Dev is going to win the chess match, and then I think Lenars is going to have to just go for it, mm-hmm. um, and that's going to give Dev the opportunity. And like I said, Lenars, that's that was the issue with Loma. He couldn't handle the speed, and so I think if you if you have issues with Loma's speed, you're definitely going to have problems with Dev's speed because to me, Dev is faster, has faster, quicker hands than Loma. Um, and he's you know taller and longer than Loma. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I just think that's it's gonna make for an interesting fight. And uh yeah, it should be interesting, man. It should be interesting. Yeah. Um what do you think? So what fights what other fights outside of Lenaris? Like who has the belt? He has the WBC and F- Tia Fimo has uh the other three belts, right? Well, you know, Tia Fimo, you know, I, I don't know. First, you know how he's trying to respect Wilder and you know Air Spence and Pacquiao. You know, I don't know what's up with his thing. He's got the Cambosis thing. Supposedly, he's saying what well, he wants. I think his dad, they got smart, said we want Dev next after this fight. So do I think it's going to happen? No. Um, do I think it's smart for him to face Dev now? Yeah, because Dev is only going to get better. So, you know, to me, if you're going to get him, you better try to get him early um, before he grows into his grown man strength. T.O., I think his power is what it is. He's, you know, he's already just kind of there. Dev, to me, hasn't peaked yet. So um, it, it'll be interesting. So, I mean, obviously, T.O. Fimo's an option. I don't even count Ryan Garcia, you know. Comes Welcome back. back. Welcome back, Ryan Garcia. Welcome well, back. Well, we can't say that. Welcome back to what? He's not. So he, he called sarcasm. out. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah. Duck, duck, duck that one. I know I'm being, being sarcastic. Duck, duck, <laughs> uh, duck Dev. 
Duck Dev. Um, Ducked his I mean, own fight that he wanted to, to set up, yeah, Fortuna. So he wanted Fortuna, then duck that. Now he's coming back. And who, who was he fighting now? Uh, some guy named Adidas or Nike or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, something like that. And there, there was rumors know. he was going to fight Roley, and we know that's not going to happen. So it's like. The, that's I what I heard. That was That's what I heard. He was yeah, fight that's what I heard. But I don't think any of that's happening. I don't think uh, Garcia is coming back. I think Garcia is trying to figure out whether he wants to be, you know, Jake Paul. Or uh, he's like, damn, I should have did that. I, I can actually box a little bit. I should have did like a Jake Paul and just been on YouTube with all my Instagram followers. And because he wants to be, he wants to be more Hollywood star. He wants to be a, a fighter, in my opinion. Um, I just wanted to be a social yeah. media star. I didn't want to. I didn't yeah. want to be a boxer for real. Yeah, yeah. He I put my his, foot. I put my foot yeah. in my mouth on Mike Tyson's yeah. podcast. And when I realized yeah. I did it, it was too late. Yeah, it was too late because you can't play boxing. And so um, he was playing and, you know, caught up with him. So, you know, who knows what his situation is? No matter what happens, he ain't fighting nobody legit anytime I, soon. I think um, so off of him, I think Devin Haney, if he wins this fight in good fashion against Linares, I think Teofimo fighting him would be a great fight. Yeah. I just give the edge to Dev because now he just took on another great fighter. No, nothing to take away from uh, Teofimo because he beat a a, a guy that everybody considered to be like one of the greatest fighters in the history of fighting ever in the world. Right. Uh, Yeah. Whatever that means. But yeah. um, So, so he, he, he learned something from that too. Yeah. He learned something from that, from that too. But I feel like this will be, something that pushes Dev into the direction of knowing, okay, now I know what, I know what this is right, right, right now. Yeah. I, I think it's a 50, 50 fight. I mean, I would lean towards Dev personally, but objectively speaking right now in their careers, based on who they both fought, um, not even seeing Slenar's fight yet. And not seeing the Cambosis fight with Teal. It's a 50, 50 fight. I think it's a great fight. Um, so, I mean, out of all those guys in that group, I think those are going to be the only two actually fight each other. Ryan Garcia is, you know, a wall and, uh tank is tank is you know doing a little it's got a little canelo on it a little canelo on it but 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 with better competition right i'm gonna pick and choose i'm gonna fluctuate up and down oh i well, like his barrios matchup I'm yeah but you that. know what he's doing he's trying to wait it out at the 130 i think the 135 i think he's trying to wait it out and see what happens you know well wait wait what out go in there and make it happen i mean dev is there he's the wbc champion tail was there you can fight tail got all the other belts so fight one of them you know Teofimo ain't gonna fight no Tank Davis. I Teofimo will fight Tank. I think Teo Teo for that for that payday. That's a payday. Tank is a payday. That's Tank a very a payday. big payday. That's a payday, and and, and, and the, I think Teo if Teo would fight Cambosas on Triller and and get outside of a uh, top rank, he would definitely do it with uh he he would he would he would fight Tank, and I think he he would think he'd have the advantage over Tank. I think that's a 50-50 fight, but I think I he don't. would think. He has the advantage. I think it is a 50-50 fight. I think I, I think Teal don't. I know, I know you don't. I do. I think Teal <laughs> learned a lot from the um from the uh 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 Loma fight. From the Loma Loma fight. But the other thing is um again my only concern with Tank, and I think he's great, is Tank takes he, he will take some punishment to, to deliver deliver that one big shot. But uh, Teofimo was a much stronger puncher than Leo Santa Cruz. Um, he can't, the same shots that Leo hit him with, he can't 
take be taking those shots from Teofimo. So I, I, I know, I, I know. I need to see Tank. I need to see a fight where Tank doesn't get hit as much because he, he's 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 got these other guys and he's taking shots and he's lining them up with his one big shot and kill them in spectacular fashion. And Tank can box. Don't get it twisted. I just want to see a fight against a guy that's at a level that that is really trying to hit him and Tank is making him miss and then he delivers the shot. Not boom, boom, boom. Okay, even though you hit me this third time, you're going to have your head right here and I'm going to kill you with this left hand. I'm going to murk you. I want to see the other subtleties of the game. And I get when I you. see that, then I'll feel better. I, I know. I know. I know you think he can do it. I I'm get sure you. He can. I just want to see it. I get I you. I want to see it. Yeah, but the thing about Tank is that that's why they call him Tank. Like, yeah, I don't like if you can't hurt him, he'll take them shots. He'll take them shots, yeah. and then T- his Tio T- T- can hurt him though. I think Tio has the power to hurt. Tio can hurt him, but the thing about Tio hurting him is you have to be aware of what's coming back. True, you do have to be aware of what's coming back. I, I agree with that. Um, and remember, like you said, like you said, the kid can box. No, he no, he can box. He he can box. Tail can box again. I think right now all these tank guys, can even Deb, De- tank De- De- Deb can and box. Tank, De- I think that's a 50-50 fight. These are all to me. Yes. With where they are, they're all yes. 50-50 fights. Yes. Um, as of right now. The only thing so, about Tank for me against Tio is no one has made Tank do anything outside of what he's comfortable doing right now. Um, mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. when he when he hit Leo with that uppercut. Everybody's like, oh, he threw that with power. No, he didn't. That was accuracy, precision, and speed. He didn't throw yeah. like everything into that. He just threw it. No, no, he didn't. He just threw it. He just let his hands go. And it was just a great technique. And yeah. it was speed. The speed equaled the power. And then exactly. he, he caught him. It's a sweet science. He caught him exposed with a shot he didn't see coming. See coming, yes. And yeah. and it was and he was 100 percent accurate. He yes. hit the target bullseye. Yes. That's what Tank is. Tank is really good at doing that. Speed is power. And in that situation, yeah. he delivered it very well. But no one has made that man box yet. And until they do, yeah. this is what we're going to end up seeing from, from Tank. Tank is a hell of a boxer. Like, people don't know that. They don't see it. But it's because no one has made him box yet. And if you listen yeah. to him when he's doing, like, post fights away from, like, all the cameras and everything, he has already said this. He said, I was told not to play with my food. If you guys can't go in there and do anything to stop me from doing what I do, then I'm going to get you out of there until somebody yeah. makes me box and makes me sit down and, and think about what's going on in the ring. I am going to try to come in there and knock your head off. He's And that's what yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. doing. Yeah. No, no, I definitely agree with that. I, I like the moves. I'm not criticizing. I like the moves that they're making because I think Barrios, again, is a bigger more athletic, stronger Leo Santa Cruz. I still think he's gonna finish him. Don't get it twisted. It's just crazy I, that he I, took that. Like, why that guy? Out of everybody, be, 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 because it lines him up for a, a, if he finds the right matchup he wants at one forty, it puts him in position because yeah. Barrios is a regular champion. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's all about positioning. You know, I mean, come on, he's with he's with Floyd. Floyd's the king of positioning. Yeah. So. He's just positioning himself, and it's just a, it's the it's a right matchup. And again, here out with Floyd, Mexican, black. You know, yeah. Floyd loves to he loves that because he knows that makes money. That's it's still in boxing. That is the top, you know, money maker. Yes, you yes, know. yes. Ha- have have them hate you, and you see what what I mean. You see what he came out with against Bill Santa Cruz. He came out in the whole fucking sombrero yeah. to mariachi to mariachi music. So yeah. we, we we we've seen this 
We've Episode. seen this play before. Yeah, we've seen yeah, it we've before. Seen, we've seen this play before. And and, and that's that, that's the play that's being run right now. Is, you know, the I, was listen, I was listening to Leonard Ellerby, and he said, we didn't make this fight. Tank, he said, Tank wanted to fight. He said, we didn't yeah, ask Tank him. Did. We, didn't want him yeah. we didn't want him to fight him. He said, yeah. Tank said, he said, I'm the promoter. He said, I do what Tank yeah. want, want, want me to do. And, if, if, and, if and, I, and, and I, know, I know exactly what Tank sees, and I'm going to make a prediction. Tank is going to knock Barrios out with the same punch he knocked out Leo Santa Cruz. He's going he's gonna to knock him out. I'm telling you, I, I, I think there'll be multiple knockdowns. I think he's going to knock him down initially with an overhand left. You know, because mm. he's going to go to the body. He's going to faint, come down, and come up. I think that's he's going he's gonna to knock him down that way. More body work. I think Barrios is going to lean over. And then I noticed Barrios' jab is very similar to Leo Santa Cruz. Very similar. They really get that extension and they leave it out there a long time. It's not the jab that comes and retracts back quickly. I'm noticing Barrios makes that mistake. It's a mistake Leo made, and I think he leaves that out there. We know tanking his timing, and Barrios throws a lot of double and triple jabs. And I just see Tank saying, okay, I've seen this before. Yeah. Okay. Read, I'm loaded. Boom. And it's going to be a lot of body for him to hit, too. It's going to be a, oh, lot, yeah, be a of lot of body. body. And, and I think that's where he goes to the body. And I think, you know, that's when I think it's the upstairs is going to be open with the overhand left. And I think that's when he knocked, that's when he gets the knockdown on Barrios with the overhand left. And then I think Barrios is going to be so worried about the overhand left and he's taking punishment to the body. He's going to lean over and he's going to try to keep that distance to keep Tank off of him. And what's the number one punch you're going to use? Try to keep the guy off. You're going to use the jab. But I know he leaves that jab out there for a long time. And he's a little sloppy with it. And I think, you know, you're responsible with it. You saw what happened to Santa Cruz. Whew. Lights out, buddy. Exactly. So that, that's how I see that fight going. Yeah. Should be interesting, man. Should be very interesting. I think I'm done, man. You you got anything else you yeah. want to discuss? No, I'm good, man. I think this is uh, it. Other than, you know, this we got to have a start episode. An episode of like a, like a Where's Waldo episode, Where's Bud? You know, I, I mean, <laughs> again. I'm not trying to ride, but it's like, Bud is great, man. It's like, <laughs> he deserves so much better. And I'm just so irritated. A guy with that skill set and that ability, and he's a dog. And, and that he he's just not being, he's not positioning himself the right way. Or either he's not being positioned the right way. It just, it just hurts me to see that. You know, just like, it's like the Lakers game today. It, it pained me to see AD take so many damn fadeaway jump shots. You 6'10", 6'11". You know, hell, you just had 42 points and what happened in rebounds on DeAndre Ayton taking him to the cup. But now all these three-point shots and these fadeaways, bro, take like, that shit to the cup. Like, how did you, you know, forget and, about that part of the game? And so it, it that hurt me watching that. And I'm a basketball guy, so, you know, that's how I feel. Uh, um, that's how I feel about it, man. That's how I feel about Bud. It's, it's hurting me that they're making moves that are just, you know, don't make sense. Yeah, when you sent, again, when you sent me that picture, man. And then I went and I went and checked. I went and checked because I had to check. Like, yo, let me go check real quick. And I saw, but uh, Arrow posted. Ah, uh, dude, I would be deflated or just upset. Like, how the fuck is he getting all these fights that I want? Did you hear Bob? Did you hear Bob say so after the fight yesterday? They interviewed Ellie. Ellie say back interview Bob. Said Bob, what do you think about the Spencer Pacquiao? Well, when we had the fight. Uh, we had it in Dubai, the money, and uh, uh, he made all these excuses talking about it. You know, then, of course, you know what Bob does. He deflects. 
I call it actually he genuflexes, genuflex because he's he's he he genuinely deflects. So he was like, well, you know, Spence, you know, who you got? You never count Manny out, but Spence should be a huge favorite. You know, he's trying to make, you know, trying to build up all the pressure on Spence. Oh man, he's old. He's forty-two. Oh, Spence should. Oh, if he's who he say he is. You know, this it, is hilarious. Like, okay, bro, you worried about what Spence doing? What? No, he's trying to down. He's trying to downplay. He's trying to downplay. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's trying he got to downplay. And then on top of that, again, where's Bud fight? Because you said you want to go to Dubai. From what I understand, many asked for a price. And they said, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. We can do that. We man, can it, do wasn't that. Never no, it wasn't never any investors and it wasn't never any fight, man. That was all hogwash. That was all smoke. And, um, you know, and the other thing is somebody needs to ask him. I thought you said the winner of this fight was going to fight Bud. But that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. So who is he? So, again? so, so technically, see, I think he thought Ramirez. I think he wanted Ramirez to win because he thought Ramirez was going to end up fighting Bud because Ramirez has been calling Bud out. I think that's what he wanted. But Taylor upset that. And see, I didn't know Taylor had had the other obligation to go fight this other guy, the catcher guy. I had no idea. So it's like, damn, Bob, you be lying. You be misleading niggas, boy. Like, I don't, goodness. I don't, I don't think anybody knew about the other guy. I don't think no, anybody I didn't know knew about, about him. So now, okay, if Bud's supposed to fight the winner in September, who was he gonna fight? So now we look at Bud, it's like, okay, you, you gotta fight in September, bro. You gotta fight in September. Who are you fighting? Who are you fighting? Wait, you gonna do uh 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 Evis Kavanaskas again, or you, who are you gonna give us? What retrade you gonna give us? You gonna give us, uh, I don't know, give me somebody. Kill Brick is gone. You, what, you gonna go to the retrade list or Chris Algieri? Chris Algieri, well, Chris Algieri is back down at 140. Chris oh. Algieri is not at 147 anymore, he's at 140. So, a good one, though. That's a good, that's a good one. Um, uh, we know he ain't giving, gonna give Boots a chance. He seems to not want to give Porter a chance. He said Thurman priced himself out. So, to me, they're going to try to make a run at Ugas. What you're going to hear is, is Ugas, and you're going to hear Virgil Ortiz Jr., and it ain't going to be neither one of them. There's going to be somebody who you and I have not just thought about, but we both know, and we're going to be like, damn, he fighting that, that dude? Damn, boy. Yeah, we're going to look at, we're gonna have to look at the WBO rankings and put throw thumbtacks or darts at these motherfuckers because we, we don't know who he's going to end up fighting. Well, it, it, it ain't going to be nobody in the WBO because he don't have a mandatory. I think he... He did his, uh, I mean, he should have a mandatory, but, you know, Bob owns the WBO. So if you look at it, who he, he you got. The mandatory Virgil. right now would be Virgil. Virgil. But he ain't going to fight Virgil, bro. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to. I mean, I think that's the fight that Robert Garcia, they're going to be really be pushing that one, uh, is Virgil. Um, hey, bud, if, if they yeah. put him up there, you might as well just go ahead and knock the kid off his pedestal. You yeah. might as to well me, just do that, it. Yeah. To me, that's his best option. His best option is uh, Virgil, because like you said, with PBC, man, he might as well wait before he fights Sean and the PBC guys if he comes over to PBC. But the crazy part is, you know, like... I don't have no faith in that. I don't even think Sean priced himself out. I just think that what Sean said was legit. Yo, you can't offer me a million dollars to fight after I don't fought Danny Garcia, Keith Keith, uh, Thurman, and Errol Spence. Like, I made money fighting these guys. They they, they didn't want to fight. So here's my thing. You know, when you make a guy an offer, there's more than one way to get out of something. So if I'm selling you a car, let's say I'm selling you a 2021, I don't know, Range Rover, because you really like Range Rovers. 
we know the we know the market value of a Range Rover, but I'm like, nah, bro. I'm trying to sell it to you like it's got a Mansory kit on that motherfucker. I'm like, no, nah, I need three hundred eighty thousand dollars. You're not gonna buy no Range Rover for me for three hundred eighty thousand dollars. No, probably Mansory or not. The whole point is, is that you can. Sean didn't price himself out. You can make somebody such a lowball offer that you know they're not going to accept it just so you can say you made an offer so you can avoid it. He don't want to fight Sean Porter because he doesn't want a war. He likes these troublesome two, three rounds, and then he, he can hit a guy in the perfect time and land a punch and the fight is over. That's what Bud wants. Bud doesn't want a war. He, and Porter will be a war. Porter oh, yeah. is not going to go out like, 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 uh, like uh, what's his name just did? Uh, the 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 Brit just did. Kel Kel Brook. He, yeah, he, he ain't going out like that. No, and I just sir. think Bud, Bud Bud don't want that type of smoke. He don't want that taken. He don't want to leave that piece of him in the ring with that fight. So he's completely avoiding uh, Porter. Um, they're not going to pay Thurman, and so to me, it's going to have to be Virgil. Uh, it's going to be Verge. It, it, it ain't it ain't much else out there. Ain't much else out there. That that's just sad to me that somehow Kavalaskis was your mandatory and you fought him, but you won't fight uh Sean Porter. But like you just said, he don't want that type of uh well, you know, Bob, both of them was cool with it. Sean was cool with not fighting Bud, and Bob is like, no, nah, man, we're not doing nothing with PBC. We're not gonna get a belt away. If if you're gonna lose this belt, you're gonna lose a belt where I'm gonna make the most money. And the top guy that you can fight, we can make the most money is Errol Spence. He was cool with him fighting Errol Spence because he know that's a big, that's the biggest money fight. Bob is thinking about himself. If you lose, where am I going to make the most money? You know, I can't have you losing to Sean Porter. If you lose to Sean Porter and the belt is gone, now we have no leverage in the entire 147 weight division. Now that's all PBC. You know? Horrible. And Horrible. He, did, he didn't want that. Yeah, Horrible. That's, how, that's, that, that's how they're thinking, bro. That's, that's how they're thinking. <laughs> so yeah uh, I guess it'll be Verge man and, and Robert Garcia was talking big stuff saying Verge is ready right now and he can beat him and he'll make the same mistake with him like he did with Jose Ramirez against Taylor they'll miscalculate yeah I, and I, 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 will, I will love that keep coming forward young fella keep coming forward yeah and if I'm Verge I'm like nah I'm good it, my one big fight that I'm going to have somewhere down the line, either 147, 154, it's going to be boots in this. I know we're going to run into each other because of our ages. So mm, I think I'm going to leave Bud alone. Well, go ahead and get your first taste of it by fighting this guy, fight, fighting Bud. Yeah, I mean, he probably would take it. It would be a good payday, and it, it would give him a chance to give him experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would definitely give him a better resume than Boots because, I mean, between the two of them, that would have been a, he would have fought the best fighter, best competition. It would, and, uh, it always helps. So, but I'm just saying that I'm just saying that. that because you know you 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 will gain the experience because I don't see how long I don't know how long it'll last, and if it do go, yeah. if it do go the length of the fight, it's only because of Bud. It's only because of Bud that you go the distance. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that could change the trajectory of that fight is if is if um is if a verge can 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 take some punishment and, and also find a way to dish it out. And then it's just a matter of who, who can end up doing the most damage. Um, that's to me is going to be his best bet. He's not going to outbox Bud. He's going to have to try to like over overpower him and walk him down. But we both know Bud just yeah you know, he'll walk you right into that buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. 
set you right so, on up. <laughs> set you right, set you right on up. But if you can, yeah. if you can take the buzz saw, if you can take the buzz saw and eat it and spit it out and keep on going, then you know that's a different story. But that's a different story. But until I see it, I'm not gonna believe it. Oh yes, but, uh, that that would be the uh, that'll be most likely be what would end up happening. Well, man, that's it for me, man. Salute to Josh Taylor Ooh. once again, man. Jay, I appreciate yeah. you. This is another episode no of Clean Breaks. Uh, we have witnessed history in the making. Uh, legendary fight for Josh Taylor, who upset, not upset, he beat Jose Ramirez for the 140-pound undisputed title. Uh, I know Scotland is loving it. The UK is probably loving it as well. Uh, that's it for me, man. Clean Breaks episode with Jamie. And we are this small folk. All right, boy. Peace. Yeah. Yeah.